Freight Waves continues to fall. The incredibly sad story of Indianapolis-based carrier Seldon Group abruptly shutting its doors, leaving 4,000 people without jobs weeks before Christmas. We here at Freight Waves want to help. Freight Waves has established a free job board for companies to post their openings and for people looking for employment in the freight industry to share their resumes. There's no cost for anyone to participate. Hundreds of jobs have already been added to the site. If you're looking for employment or have a job to post, head to FreightWaves.Careers. Please welcome to the stage Chief Transformation Officer of Covenant, Ryan Rogers, and our moderator, Dean of the Sam M. Walton College of Business at the University of Arkansas, Dr. Matt Waller. Ryan, we're here talking about the Amazon effect. Um, so would you mind kind of giving us an overview of what you see as the Amazon effect? Well, I think the Amazon effect has been pretty amazing. We talked about this earlier, um, not just about logistics, but the effect across the entire industry, not just our industry, but the global economics of it. And I think it's pretty amazing what they've been able to do, the disruption that's been able to create. And I think it's really uh, challenged um, all industries across the board. It really has. Well, you know, in, in a lot of ways, it's lowered barriers to entry to small firms to be able to enter uh, various markets that in the past you couldn't really enter unless you had a foothold in retail. So that's created all kinds of opportunity, not just in retail, but even in other industries. Yeah, I think it's amazing. Uh, the fulfillment by Amazon option has really, I don't know the exact number today, I forget, but roughly 50% of the business is fulfillment by Amazon and the stats that come out are amazing of what support it's been able to do for small businesses across the country, really across the world. Well, you know, uh, when you think about something like uh, this, the, the idea that small players can enter the market with in apparel, in um, toys, you name it, right? Small players can enter. So the variety of products has increased dramatically. And um, therefore, the amount of inventory in the supply chain has increased as well. But it's also had a huge impact on transportation. It has. It's obviously had a major impact on transportation and expectations. What I like about Amazon is the fact that it's pushed us harder to be at the highest service levels possible. It's, um, it's also challenged the industry and the, the supply chain of what, what is possible. But the fact that even recently you can have an item that's what, I think, I think the threshold's a dollar or two that can arrive within, uh, depending on what, kind, what area or community the size you're in can r arrive in a day or two. It's pretty amazing. So it's created, you know, when I think about uh, its impact on small firms, small firms can enter the market, so you get that long tail effect. But then incumbents, large firms, uh, suppliers, manufacturers, they now all of a sudden have all of these small players nipping at their heels, so to speak, coming out with new solutions, new products. So it's making transportation actually more complicated in many ways. I think some pieces have been more complicated, but I think, again, it's driving the service, the higher level of expectations. It's smaller people able to compete. I think it makes the, uh, the larger suppliers be able to be 
have to be more competitive, more innovative, look at their supply chain, how they can get products there faster, and be just as nimble as a small business can be. You know, um, you've talked a little bit about just how the Amazon effect, and when we talk about the Amazon effect, we're not talking about Amazon per se, it's the effect of e-commerce, generally speaking, on the whole supply chain. But with all of these small firms entering the market, there's a lot more drop shipping that's going on, where there's e-commerce companies uh, serving as the e-commerce retailer, but it's going directly from the supplier to, to the consumer. And so in some ways it's consolidating inventory, which reduces inventory. So on the one hand, you've got an increase in inventory as a result of the increase in variety, but for that level of variety, there's less inventory than you would expect in the supply chain because it's being held in specific locations, which is increasing the amount of air freight that's being used. Um, how is it affecting other forms of transportation? Well, I think on the, it's definitely increased the, the parcel perspective. And I think the, what's happened is that inventory has just shifted around. It's moved, to your point, in different places. But I think it's, it's definitely increased from the speed perspective and the delivery expectations um, to do that. And I think from a parcel perspective, products are getting there faster and faster. And what I like about, we talk about the Amazon effect not being just Amazon, but something if, that excites me um, is Shopify. Look at Shopify came from nowhere to, um, I just checked this a few minutes ago, $35 billion market cap. And that's an Amazon effect because now there is a competitor out there. So if you're a small uh, niche product and you don't want to necessarily sell it fulfillment by Amazon, you can actually um, custom make um, your products and designs and have it go through Shopify, which is pretty amazing from that perspective. It is. So again, this is just pushing e-commerce further and further out there because it's easy to learn to use Shopify and it's easy to implement and it's got direct connections to QuickBooks and um, all kinds of tools like search engine optimization tools and so forth. So, um, but this is also pushing everyone in the supply chain to be more conscious of costs and more conscious of uh, hitting certain kinds of supply chain in-stock targets and on-time delivery. How do you see that affecting um, transportation in general? I think we would all say it's had a major effect on it, it's, but it's up in our game. It's making our perspective be that we need to set higher expectations and, and honestly, we need to start exceeding those. So it's challenged to us um, in our, think our industry to be better, be stronger and faster. You know, you've had experience working for a carrier, you've had experience working for Amazon, um, you've had a lot of experience. You have your own e-commerce company, apparel company. I do. <laughs> yeah, a little side hobby. Would, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Uh, well, I didn't know that was going to come up in the topic, but um, basically I started a little men's apparel company um, really as a side project, as a hobby out of my house. So it was uh, really uh, pretty interesting, and I call it an extra MBA, uh, learning how it works and from an e-commerce perspective, the fulfillment process, the side, the marketing side, and how all those pieces work together. But I think that's what Amazon has done is it's allowed people like myself to have fun and create a hobby on the side and be able to deliver and compete just the, the same way as, as they do. And I use a lot of the same services they do, like U.S. Postal Service to make, make deliveries. But I think what's neat about Amazon is just the expectation. And I think we as an industry expect that when we look at products like Amazon and we say, okay, we need to 
have a delivery like Amazon, for example, I lost my, my bag didn't show up last night and it finally was coming today and my expectation was trying to have a service just like Amazon and it's not quite there yet. But I think what we need to do is say not just how do we meet Amazon standards, but we as an industry, we have all this tech, we have all these great talented people, how do we exceed those expectations? And I think people are raising the bar to say to go well beyond what just Amazon Amazon's setting the stage for and the standards. Ryan, um, you and I have talked before about this idea that um, although the Amazon effect isn't strictly about Amazon, it's called the Amazon effect for a reason, and that's because Amazon really did drive a lot of this change up front. But uh, it seems like there's lots of examples of companies that make the mistake of either trying to emulate Amazon to the nth degree or trying to compete head-to-head -head with them as opposed to a co-opetition kind of a perspective. Yeah, I would agree. I think it's um, find your niche, find your place of how you can, can compete, but, you, but again, I think you have to have your own uniqueness to it. I think of like, um, of course, being at the, in the Sam M. Walton College of Business at the University of Arkansas, I think of Walmart. Walmart has really done a great job of uh, going into grocery pickup. But that still is a part of the Amazon effect because they probably wouldn't have done it so quickly had Amazon not been there. And when you think about the value that that's delivering to people all over the United States, it's remarkable uh, because, you know, you can stay in your car, you order, you, you're on your way home, you stop by Walmart, you get it put in your trunk and you go the rest of the way. It's very convenient. Yeah, extremely convenient. We talked about, actually backstage, I, I mentioned to Matt, I said, well, when are we gonna get to the point that instead of me getting on my phone and saying, okay, what do I need today? I'm surprised Amazon hadn't yet and it may be in discussion is, why not just ship a box to my house and let me pick what I, they probably know what I'm gonna guess that I need or want. and. I'd say that's an expectation we might see come true at some point in time as well. Yeah, you know, um, with the increase in the amount of information available and the uh, speed with which people can get that information, in some ways you can forecast more accurately. The firms that are selling in this market can accurately forecast because of the fact that uh, there's shorter lead times, there's shorter time between replenishments, there's less inventory in, in certain uh, situations. But on the other hand, the Amazon effect is causing for more obsolescence in some cases because, you know, big players, uh, if you've got a lot of different SKUs and you're an incumbent, you never know when a new player is going to enter the market and make some of your product lines obsolete. And so that's always a challenge. Oh, I can imagine it is. that They've made it so much simpler to be able to bring new products to the industry quickly. So that, that's probably a m massive challenge right now, is staying ahead of the curve on that. Uh, speaking of staying ahead of the curve, when you look at a company like Amazon and their purchase of transportation, um, it, it's a big challenge to be able to purchase the kind of transportation that they're, they're trying to purchase. How, how do they do that? Um, it, it is, it's a massive challenge. They've actually, 
done some disrupt, you know, several disrupted uh, methods in the market today with the opportunity that they've created an owner-operator program with um, our small fleet program with using their trailers to, for capacity that they can source. They obviously source with large carriers. For example, we haul freight with Amazon, good customer for us. So they really just take um, a new approach. They've obviously recently bought some trucks that they'll be making some of their own deliveries in short length of haul. Um, so I think they're taking the approach with their growth and with the size. They have to really use all avenues they can to, um, to make that and accomplish those tasks from dedicated type transactions as well as the others. You know, one thing we were talking about earlier was transparency. There are more and more consumers wanting more and more transparency in the supply chain. And one challenge with it is that consumers do want it, they really do. But what would that mean? How would you give them that kind of transparency? And then what would they do with the data? So it seems like there's a big opportunity for some of these players to think of entrepreneurial ways of taking that data and information about transparency and then sharing it with, with shoppers and consumers. Well, I think there's that case, and I think also from a B2B perspective, by the B2C perspective that they're giving expectations they're giving us individually, is they're trying to push that same expectation from a B2B, even in transportation now, is you hear the comments, hey, if Amazon can tell me where a toothbrush is any minute of the day, then why can't I know exactly where my uh, truckload of freight is? And that's a challenge with industry adoption and visibility that's going on today. We were also talking earlier about, um, you know, uh, the, the fear of some carriers of Amazon getting into uh, logistic services, being a logistic service provider. And yet the competition in the market is so enormous. They're still a very, very even if they grew to be a large player, they're still going to be a small player in comparison to the total. Do you think that is something that carriers should be concerned about? I think everybody should always be concerned about what could affect them, but I do think there is some concern around that, but I do think that at the same time, um, there's for the size market we have, I think the good quality business and businesses will still do very well. And you, but you always have to be nimble, be open-minded, have that growth mindset to say what's coming next, staying ahead of it in advance um, to, to be competitive. I think if you stay stagnant to the way you are today, I think the market's going to change and move past you. And I've heard that um, some investors are concerned about Amazon getting into, you know, the freight, into uh, logistic services because of the fact that they have so many other opportunities in terms of where to direct their capital. And, you know, people always think of Walmart as being successful in logistics and supply chain management. They clearly are, and they own a lot of their own trucks. But, um, but they're very different than Amazon. I mean, Walmart has a lot of transportation between the distribution centers and the stores, which then also allows them to do, you know, um, pick up coming back to the store. Uh, and, and so Amazon's in a very different situation. They don't have that same kind of a backhaul uh, situation. So do you expect Amazon to go into transportation in a really big way or? 
Um, I don't know. I think that my opinion is I think they'll still partner with others. Um, I think that for them to, for the growth and the acceleration of what they're trying to continue building at their size, I mean, when you're growing 20 plus percent on 150 plus billion dollars worth of of revenue, I think you're going to have to work with others as well. I think they're going to define their niche of the market and where they want to be successful. And I think they're going to still use um, work with other players to, to make it happen. So although there's been some aspects, you know, within, within the logistics supply chain, there's always this trade-off between inventory spending and transportation spending. And one impact of the Amazon effect has been that it's pushed towards higher cost transportation because there's more air shipments, there's more uh, quick delivery, right. which is more expensive. And so uh, inventory theory would predict then that companies are gonna start spending more on inventory to offset those costs. Uh, do you see that happening? I think it'll continue to happen, but as the facilities get closer and closer, I think what you're gonna see is smaller retail stores and more of where the products can come straight out. I mean, in some location, I can't remember exactly, I think it's in Ohio, Amazon actually revamped uh, a previously that was a mall structure that the mall had gone into business, your typical shopping mall, and rebuilt it to a distribution network. So I think that it's gonna just continue to get closer, but I think the square footage gets traded off, and the inventory might be higher as far as maybe the number of SKUs. So you have, like you said, where you got more options um, you know, more options to buy different type products than maybe a retail store given the capacity. Obviously, they wouldn't have to have as quite as large aisles and things like that, and they can go much higher than showing visibility to be able to hold that inventory. Yeah, because when you, when you think about it, the most expensive place to hold the inventory is in the store. Right. It's closer to the population density, the rent's higher, there's higher probability of theft and damage. There's more handling costs associated with it in the store. Um, so, so to some degree, the Amazon effect is creating a supply chain network that is pushing inventory up, back up in the supply chain. Do you see any other major changes from a supply chain structure perspective? Um, I, one thing I, I'm really impressed with is the Amazon Go stores. I think how that will change the factor if you'll have a local inventory location within a city and then it supplies out to the stores. But the fact that the Amazon goes, if you have not been, I would suggest going. I know there, I think there's a couple here in Chicago, if you're here for a few days, is it's an amazing experience. You walk in, walk in, get what you need, walk out. The prices are very competitive and that's changing the dynamics of retail as well where you have maybe grocery stores might have 50 or 60 employees that they can get down to three or four on a shift um, is, is really impressive. And I think that's gonna, that's gonna lead to, to big differences, a big change in the industry. So one other Amazon effect is product returns. Um, because there's been more and more companies now, e-commerce companies in particular, that are allowing for free returns. So people will order several different sizes, several colors, and then return the rest. This is hitting apparel big time. I don't know if you've seen that personally, but you have? Yeah, a little bit. Um, but, uh, but that, you know, there are a number of customers out there, consumers, that don't like the thought of that. Even though they know it's happening, and they may even use it, they, 
they know, it, they know that it's inefficient overall. And so a lot of e-commerce companies are struggling to develop reverse logistics processes that are efficient. Do you see there's lots of room for improvement there? Um, what, what do you see? Yeah, there? I would say I think there's tremendous room for improvement. Obviously, how can you restock that product, I think, is the biggest thing. Is Can you actually, uh, from what I have seen as um, the market has grown from that perspective of returns, is usually that product moves downstream into another exit, which has created a lot of pretty good-sized businesses that deal with re reselling that product. But a lot of times, if you're... Um, they may not, like for example, if you buy a pair of shoes, you wear them around the house, you don't like them, you ship them back. I think it's how do you go through the right process to say can that be resold like in a traditional store, store or does that get moved to somewhere else in the marketplace? So I think there's a, a tremendous amount of efficiency and, and, and waste to be taken out from a reverse logistics. When you look at uh, this concept of prediction we talked about earlier, the Amazon effect has created more information out there available about sales, about uh, delivery times, et cetera, et cetera. And that information can allow not just Amazon itself, but other e-commerce companies. So it used to be, right, that a manufacturer would produce a lot of product. That product might be shipped in large quantities to a distribution center and then to a retail distribution center, and then a store. So the time between production and the time between consumption was very long for the inventory. And now that's been compressed quite a bit. So, so companies can anticipate more clearly what's going on in the market, but also there's social media signals. There's all kinds of signals. Earlier we were talking about this idea you had mentioned earlier about e-commerce companies anticipating what consumers will want and maybe shipping it to them, then picking some things out and then returning it. Do you think there's any validity to that? Oh, I think so. I, I definitely, I mean, I'm, I mean, you look at it from a perspective, I'm sure while we've been talking, somebody's probably ordered something on Amazon while we've been in here, but the predictiveness of that, I think it will. I think it'll definitely get to that point um, or Prepackage or put something together that bundles a box and says, hey, we've got this recommendation. They're always recommending things, but when it starts to recommending like a full box or you could have a shipment, I, I fully expect that could be the case because then you have the showroom coming right to your doorstep where a product, you go out, you pick up your, your, you know, everybody's got a box these days. So you pick up your box and you're like, oh yeah, I did, I was, that's what I was looking for. So I don't even have to go uh, get online to find it. Grab the items you want repackages it up, post office picks it up and takes it back and uh, gets redistributed. I definitely think it could be something for the future. We know if you look at the total amount of money being spent on trying to come up with technology to enable firms to innovatively compete as a result of the Amazon effect, right? And in every different area, everything from you know picking, put away, material handling, uh, tracking and trace. What are some technologies you see that are coming out of the result of the Amazon effect that you think have a lot of promise in the future? Well, I think for us, it's a, a lot about uh, visibility is huge. I've seen a tremendous impact there. I think the business analytics, the workflow processes that are improving, I think those have been 
major uh, milestones that are improving from Amazon's, from the expectations that we see as a consumer. The material handling that's required, both in a distribution center and in transportation, are shifting dramatically right now because of the Amazon effect. Again, not because of Amazon per se, but because of the overall effect. What are some per pervasive trends you see there? Well, I think anything that's around, we're in industry kind of 4.0 today, and we're moving towards industry 5.0 perspectives, which is increasing visibility across the entire platform, um, the whole supply chain. And I think what you're going to see there, along with additional the things that XBO and many others have done from robotics, um, like what Amazon does, is the expectations are increasing. Um, the products and the, the new equipment that's going to be required from a robotics being able to run all night long and continue to make picks and sorts and all the other pieces that you can, I think you're going to see a, a big impact there with the warehousing side. You know, if you Google, of course, is the number one search engine out there. And I, I don't know the exact, I've heard different statistics. I've heard YouTube is number two. And Amazon is number three. Do you, do you know? I don't. But they're close, obviously. Well, um, but what I was thinking of is these, these search engine tools like Amazon and Google and, and so forth anticipate what you want before you ask for it. And that's starting to reduce the amount of impulse buying. So I wonder if this kind of push to the to the consumer, you know, from their algorithms could allow for more impulse pushes. Oh, I think it will. I mean, I, know, I don't know about you guys, but in my Instagram feed, there, there's some impulsive buying that goes on there is when you're scrolling through. And so I think it's just a different way of doing it than from a digital perspective than what we've seen in the past from a physical, uh, you know, store perspective. I think people still will have the impulsive buys. Well, Ryan, thank you so much for, for visiting about the Amazon effect. Thank you so much. Yeah, and I also got a shout out to the Chattanooga. I hope Chattanooga wins the debate. I can't think that's today or tomorrow, but being a Chattanooga guy, so first vote for Chattanooga. Great. Thank, thank you, you very much.